listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the uh, podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. My name is Alan Peterson, and I am your host. And this is episode number 42. It features an interview with uh, John Hindmarsh, who uh, writes uh, not only thrillers, but also writes science fiction books. Uh, John's originally from Australia, now lives in the High Sierra region of California, where he's writing full-time. And uh, John's actually, I actually know John in real life. He's a part of an indie uh, local group that we have here in the Bay Area and that we, that we meet. And uh, he comes down from the mountain every now and then and, um, and meets with us uh, down here in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, so it was a lot of fun to interview John uh, for the uh, podcast. Uh, before I get to the interview, I'd like to uh, ask you to please uh, take a moment to rate and review this uh, podcast on iTunes. It really helps me get the word out uh, about it uh, to other people. So I'd appreciate it if you would do that. So here's my interview with uh, John Heinmarsh. Hi, everybody. This is Alan Peterson with Meet the Thriller Author. And for this episode, I have uh, John uh, Heinmarsh uh, on the line on Skype. And he writes uh, thrillers. He also writes science fiction books. So we'll talk about that, too. But we're gonna, of course, we're going to focus on his thrillers. And uh, John, how are you doing? I'm enjoying a view of blue sky and snow at the moment. Oh, nice. Yeah, not up in the mountains, right? Yep, yep, Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just thinking that you're the third person that I'm interviewing for the podcast that I've actually met in real life. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, so that's kind of an interesting little yep. uh, side note I was just thinking about. Uh, for the listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your books? Sure. I'm Australian. The accent uh, is slightly blurred because uh, I've traveled and lived and worked in a number of countries from New Zealand to the UK to um turkey to singapore to thailand to you name it i've been there sort of thing um i think i've worked in about 12 or 14 countries um, so that has an obvious influence on my writing because i've got memories of different places that i can draw on to uh to put into my stories yeah, see, that should be really cool too because uh, most people rely on Google Maps, and uh, you can uh, you can go from memory <laughs> of all those places you've been to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helps add a little bit of color. I still use Google Maps. Uh, it's a good way to uh, to localize yourself because you can uh, you can see you you know you can see the buildings and so forth, and that's a good refresher. Yeah, that is amazing. I could just look at the like you know the street or how traffic is at a certain area. I, I love Google Maps and the YouTube videos <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your thriller series, the the uh, the Mark Midway series? Yeah, I uh, created this guy who uh, I call Mark Midway, and I got very creative about the titles of the books, and that's why they're called Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, Mark Four, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to start on Mark Five. Um, he's genetically engineered, but he doesn't know by whom or where or when or who his parents are or anything like that. And part of his um, motivation uh, is to both find out his history, uh, but also to um, have a family life because he never had that. So that that's the background of, of the personality. The genetic engineering just increases his reflexes probably his intelligence level, but not to any uh, any marked degree. Um, they're light thrillers as opposed to dark or noir thrillers. And I use a bit of science. I use a bit of banking. I worked in banking as an IT consultant. So I bring a little bit of that into, uh, you know, to flavor the books. 
I sometimes get the FBI stuff wrong because I haven't worked for the FBI, but <laughs> readers tell me about that. <laughs> oh, that's good. So you, you get feedback from the readers. You can uh, make the changes if necessary. <laughs> yep, yep. I get uh, I get feedback. Yeah. And is uh, Mark Midway? Is he like uh, is he American or British or Australian? Oh well, because of his genetic engineering, we're not really sure. But oh, cool. he originated. He originated somewhere in a lab in uh, Eastern Europe, and the first book starts with him being taken as a child from a location where he was being looked after by a housekeeper and a drunk alcoholic tutor, and uh, the person who picks him up uh, assassinates both of those and takes this young child to... uh, central station in amsterdam and hands him over to a lady who takes him to america so that's the sort of prologue to mark one and uh, the story picks up though when he's a young adult so uh, it just gives a bit of mystery around his origin Mm -hmm. that's that's really awesome and is is each book i mean it's part of a series but are they each like the each adventure is a standalone story it's difficult to sort of put in the fourth book, everything that's happened before. So th- they have to be standalone to a large extent. There's, it's very difficult to, with a series that's going to end up with being, you know, five or six or seven books to have them not as standalones. There's a little bit of the history that's relevant, but generally you can pick it up and read it. I think, you know, version four, you don't need to have read version one or the first book in the series, but it would help because it's got a little bit of that background and so forth. And I see you also write, I was looking at your website, you also write the science fiction books as well. Is there a, is there a big difference between writing a science fiction and a thriller? Well, I, uh, it's a cliched comment, but I claim there's sci- science in my thrillers and thrills in my science fiction. Oh, that's, um, a, that's a good, ta- you should use that as a tagline. <laughs> I like that. Well, the science fiction is very different. And I'm about to look at future science fiction stories. I've just finished a trilogy, the third book of a trilogy. It's gone off to the editor. And so I'll be looking at new books, new science fiction books. And uh, they'll have no relationship. One's an apocalyptic story. Uh, One's an AI, artificial intelligence story. Another one I'm trying to uh, develop that, uh, you know, takes a scout, a, a space opera stuff, you know, takes a guy in a scout ship and wrecks him and so on and so on. So it's all adventure um, with touch of thrills and suspense. But that's that's the only link back to the thrillers. The, the, thrill, the thrillers and the science fiction are very different. That's not my dog barking. No, way. sorry, that's mine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to throw, throw something at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a fan of, uh, of, of, the, of these genres uh, as a reader before you started writing in them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in both areas, I've read, you know, started reading science fiction as a child and tried to write one when I was about 12, 13 years old. Um, and on the thriller side, it was more adventure stories, I suppose, but certainly the Sherlock Holmes and the the Saint stories by Leslie Charteris and then British writers like Len Dayton who did the Ipcrest file and in 
Edgar Wallace, I suppose, you know, going back to those British uh, sources, and then modern British writers like Lee Child and Mark Dawson. Uh, so, you know, there's a, on the thriller side, you know, I can sort of draw a spectrum from way back to now mm. uh, in terms of the books that uh, I enjoy and they perhaps influence some of my writing. And how long have you been writing for? Serious writing. Uh, I started 2011, 2012, so not that long. There's a story about my first book that I'll, uh, I'll give you. It's a science fiction story. I wrote it in the mid-1980s and for some reason put it in a box, uh, typed it, put it in a box and put it away. And uh, a few years ago, my wife and I, uh, Kathy's American, were talking about moving everything I had in Australia to the US. And I was in the garage packing and came across this box and sat down and read the book because it was far more interesting than that than packing and i thought to myself there's a story in this and that became the first book of the trilogy that's broken glass on the science fiction side uh which i self-published and released uh what about 2012 oh so that's cool so it actually sat in the garage for a while and then uh, for years, oh. yeah for, for 30 years oh wow that's incredible <laughs> oh that's pretty pretty sweet <laughs> Oh, it needed a lot of work going to it. <laughs> yeah, well, but you, you, but like you said, you read it and you said, hey, there's something here. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I've had three editors work on it with me. Uh, so, you know, my objective always is to try to get a professional finish to, uh, to my stories. And mm -hmm. uh, um, it's sometimes difficult to find the right editor. I think I've got the right one now. Um, she's doing a good job for me, so uh, it improves it improves that finished quality. Yeah, that's always a challenge for uh, going the independent route, finding the right editor and cover designers and all that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, your covers are really amazing. I was just looking at them all here on your website. Um, it's the I've, I've told you that before. I really like your covers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I set out. Um, I'd had covers designed by, you know, a designer here and a designer there, and I thought, there's no branding, there's no theme, there's no sort of thematic uh, presence uh, on either the science fiction side or the thriller side. And uh, I, on the science fiction side, I found a guy who did some very nice uh, work, and I asked him if he was prepared to do covers for me, and he said yes. And he's done the three covers for the trilogy, and uh, a box set cover. And on the thriller side, um, using Mark Dawson again, I uh, found his cover designer because his covers look very, very good as thrillers. And I found his cover designer and uh, he produced uh, four covers for me, which uh, a tremendous branding. You know, you can look at each book and you recognize it. A is a thriller, but B is a part of a series. It, it works, you know, there's a there's a product there, and that's one of the objective, objectives of writing, is to build that uh, product identification. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you look at them, you know exactly that, uh, that, it's, your, that it's your work, that it's your product, so yeah, it's a real, real nice job. And now uh, when you're writing your stories, uh, or when you're getting ideas for your stories, especially like, you know, you have this genetically altered... Uh, uh, person here how do do you get ideas like um is it 
you said from your own experiences in banking so is that for like your real life and then like the news or how does that how does the spark start for you when you when you start writing well, well some of the color some of the background i get from you know experience having worked in different countries and so forth but the, the ideas can come from anywhere you know i i keep some files in uh, uh what's the product called it's one of these note keeping products that oh, I've Evernote with. yeah yeah I love yeah. Evernote <laughs> yeah. and so I've got these are just the titles super recognizers maritime stuff DARPA the double-edged sword at the center of the US military transcranial direct current stimulation <laughs> <laughs> hackers remotely kill a jeep on the highway killer robots during test robotics and the lessons of cyber law so you know i gather this material and as a part of the research and uh, i then you know utilize some of it or it sits there and does nothing um but the the super recognizer is a topic that i want to use in uh, an offshore offshoot thriller of, of the mark uh, midway series super recognizers can look at an ear or a part of the cheek of a, in an image and recognize who that person is and that's a tremendous talent i mean i suffer from the opposite <laughs> i i can't recognize people <laughs> so that's a real that's a real thing people really have that that yeah. like, oh wow yep, yep. Uh, it's it's acknowledged psychologically there's been a lot of press last year it was used in uh in the uk uh, it is used in the uk by the uh the police there uh, they have two or three or five uh, people on the force in London who uh, have this ability and they can look at riots and you know violent protests and pick up enough of a face even though the face might be masked to know who that person is oh, that's and, fascinating uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be one of my uh, one of my thrillers uh, the Mark V one, though, is going to be the maritime stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, companies like uh, Rolls-Royce Engineering are developing uh, automated uh, freighters and tankers. Uh, they can be unmanned and controlled from shore. So it cuts down on the expenses because they don't have to have a crew and so forth. But those vessels would, is, would be subject to piracy and uh, uh, I want to uh, utilize that with uh, one of the characters in the Mark Midway series going off to rescue a, a tanker and then Mark Midway having to go and rescue him. Oh, okay. So, so, so you're kind of like spinning off characters from, from the Mark series into their own stories? or is, is well, the... well, it will be it will be a Mark story, but um, I've... I've friend of mine is my personal trainer and he tortures me so in mark <laughs> three i created him as an fbi uh, agent and had him tortured in this story <laughs> your revenge <laughs> my revenge and uh, he's still torturing me so uh, i've got to bring him back into uh, one of the midway stories and torture him again and mark comes to the rescue <laughs> So does your trainer know that uh, he's part of that book? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you got a kick that. out of that? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And do you see, do you put any, do you see any of your personality make it into 
Mark Midway or any of the other characters or, or, or just your trainer? <laughs> <laughs> I think just my trainer. I, <laughs> I had to take revenge on him. I, I don't use, you know, sometimes I see someone and think, oh, that would make a good character description. But I tend not to describe characters too much because I think readers build their own images of characters in books. And I don't think you need to spend time saying that, you know, a woman's got blonde hair down to her shoulders and, you know, ruby lips. People will put that into place, I'm sure. Um, So I don't spend time there. I focus more on the dialogue and the tension and the thrill so that there's a compulsion, hopefully, that keeps the reader turning the pages. How do you write? Do you, like... um do you like outline and plot a lot beforehand or are you like pantser? Oh, if only I could plot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the characters keep taking over. Now, historically what I've done is started with an idea, get an idea, of, uh, add an idea of the ending and then just dive in. That That's undisciplined and cuts down productivity, I think. So I'm going to try being far more disciplined about the plot outline because I want to use um, a software tool called Dragon to dictate um, to my computer uh, or dictate into a uh, tape machine and have the computer transcribe it. And that increases productivity. It's got the potential to double productivity. And and that's, I think, important from a a writing perspective. How many books do you have out now in total? With the one that I've just uh, sent off to the editor, that'll be the eighth book. And and I've got a collection of short stories that I make available to readers via my website. I don't sell that collection. It's it's something for the readers that they can get for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that on your website? Yeah. If someone uh, uh, goes to the science fiction slider that, appears at the home page there's a short story collection there and that can be downloaded if they subscribe to my newsletter oh yes that's uh, john heinrich.com and i'll have a link to it on the website too and so what do you like when you start writing do you like um do you just work on one novel at a time or do you like working on both of your science fiction and thrillers at the same time no i work on one book at a time although i might have a ideas sort of bubbling around um i might for example in the next week or so before i start mark five i might uh, write out a couple of concept ideas so that i don't lose track of them and then when i finish mark five i'll come back to those and look to see if there's one that i want to uh, write out or i might come up with another uh, concept it's a crazy uh, creative world. Yeah, it is. And when you are when you're actually writing a novel, like um, what's what's the what's your process like? I mean, do you just like do you have like a word count goal that you shoot for every day, or has... when I when I started um, you know, five years ago, I was very much like that. You know, I I had four days a week: Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday. They were my writing days, and I treated it very much as a uh, as a project and had to uh, achieve, you know, 2,000 words a day or something like that. And then a couple of years ago, I went back and did some more consulting in the 
finance industry for a year. And that sort of drew me out of that writing approach. And so last year when I came back into it, it was just head down and tail up. And I released two books last year and did half of the book that I'm uh, getting edited at the moment. So I did about two and a half books without that project discipline. So at the moment, I don't know what my uh, process is going to be. I want to do plotting. I want to do the use the dragon dictation approach. Um, and that could give me a three to 5,000 word a day output if I do it properly. But it means I've got to train myself to tell the dictation software to, where to put the commas and the dashes and the you know new lines and so forth. So it's going to be an experience. Yeah, that's interesting because you always hear that the dragon users always say you got to train your dragon, but yeah, you have to train yourself to train yeah. the dragon. It's a two-way street. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, and then yeah, you also have to dedicate time for like the business part of it too. The uh, the marketing and all that and all that stuff. Uh, do you like dedicate time for that so it doesn't interfere with your writing? Or it's been a mix. Um, I started getting serious with two new books going out last year. I started getting serious about marketing um, probably in October, November, and it's taking, I suppose, forty or fifty percent of my time to. Um, to organize marketing, to, to work out promotions, to get newsletter subscribers, to write to them, uh, to write to them in newsletters and then reply to them when they reply to me. Um, it's, it is time consuming. Even designing the website last year, I didn't develop it, I designed it. Um, that was time consuming. Um, so it does eat into your time. And I, Again, referring to Mark Dawson, uh, one of his comments is that he was asked by um, someone in an audience where he was presenting how much time did he devote to writing and how much to other things. And he said he spends half a day writing and a half a day uh, marketing and so forth. And the uh, lady who'd asked the question said, oh, so you're only a part-time writer. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's an that's an interesting uh, way to look at that, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you produce two or three or four books a year. Yeah, you're part time. <laughs> and so, is it, what gets you uh, what gets you going to continue writing on your series? Is it? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's like you're you're enjoying it, and, and you have your fans, uh, a growing fan base. Is that the keeps it keeps it going for you? Well, I. If I wasn't enjoying it, you know, my mantra has been, if you're not enjoying it, stop doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that's even been with the IT consulting, you know, if you get on a project that's uh, totally, totally not what you uh, want to do. Um, it's a nonsense to continue on if you're not enjoying it. So uh, you've got to be prepared to make that break. But writing has been sitting on my shoulder for years and years and years as something to, you know, it keeps nudging me saying, you've got to write, you've got to write. And uh, I've, I sat down the other day and wrote out the number of concepts that I've got, you know, ideas for books, ideas for series. And I got to nine. Wow. That, and I thought, okay, <laughs> I'm going to be writing for the next 20 years. Um, <laughs> your, your, your retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so much for retirement. Um, 
I spend probably uh, a good eight to ten hours a day in both writing and doing the promotional work and so forth. There's no retirement here. <laughs> and do you work out of like a, do you have like a special like a area in your house, like a home office or something that you always work out of, or do you like mix it up and go to a coffee shop? Um, I'm not a coffee shop writer. I mean, I go to a coffee shop because I like coffee, but, <laughs> but I can't sit there and, and write. Uh, I haven't tried it, so maybe I could. Um, but if I'm going to use Dragon, there's no way. Oh, yeah, that would be impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got a, a, a study or an office, whatever you want to call it, that's on the, the second floor. It's got a view of the backyard, and I can see um, probably 30 trees, pine trees, they're 40 foot high, uh, with a hell of a lot of snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just going to say that to the listeners, is, a, is John's backyard is, I've seen the pictures, it's like the Sierra Mountains, it's beautiful, <laughs> with a lot of snow right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I've had up to six feet, we've got a six foot fence around the, the block, and it's been up to the top of the fence. It's now down to about three and a half feet, so it's melting. Oh, okay. Only, only three and a half feet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's been a rough, a rough winter here, uh, in terms of the, the the need to do snow shoveling. Snow shoveling. I've got a snow shoveler elbow. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I, I remember those from my years in Minnesota. But uh, you still that's a lot of more snow than we than we would get at one time. <laughs> Well, they've had, uh, I think I mentioned that, they've had 60 feet of snow on the mountain resorts. Wow. So been a tremendous season. Yeah, that, after, all, after all those years of droughts in Northern California, at least the, the, those people must be happy, the, the ski resort people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. But it, it stops me walking. I like to walk in the, in the mountains, in the forest. You know, there's a, a forest area that got burnt out eight or ten years ago here and uh, it's re there's a lot of regrowth and um, it is just so nice to walk in um, and that's where I do my creative thinking is I go for a walk and uh, you know if I strike a, a block of any kind and think oh, I don't quite know where this should go I get up and go for a walk <laughs> and do you like take a like a notebook with you or do you like record uh, it if you get an idea when you're walking well, I'm going to take a recorder because I want to get this damn dragon thing sorted <laughs> out. But I don't take a notebook, but yeah. I'll be talking to myself into uh, a little recorder because uh, that's part of the of the um, the voice recording process to computer is to record to a file on you know little hand recorder and then transfer the file across to the computer and have it transcribe into a uh, a word document so that's going to be an interesting process is that going to be is that mark 5 that you're going to be using that yep. yeah yep. mark 5 is the starting point for that process yep. oh. we'll have to do a, a, a follow-up interview I'm curious to see how that works out for you with a dragon and dictating versus I mean there's still a lot of writing to be done because I'm, I'm imagine afterwards but oh, still, yeah. still it's an interesting process it's fascinating to me uh, and uh, so are you uh, so that's the next one that's what you're working on next uh, is uh, uh, Mark 5 yep Mark 5 okay when do you anticipate that coming out like in oh, go away go away 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> Assume a three month cycle. There you are. Um, it's going to depend on how long it takes to adapt to Dragon, mm -hmm. and uh, if I can get the productivity that Dragon promises. I don't mean Dragon the company, but you know the technique of dictating. Um, if I get that productivity, then I'll have a book off to an editor in two months' time. If I don't, it'll be three months' time. A, a busy year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I've got, to, I've got to write these books. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's sitting on my shoulder, beating me up. <laughs> write me, write me, write me. So do you, do you still find, you're so busy with the, with the business and the writing, do you still have, find time to read? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I read science fiction and I read thrillers. Um, one of my uh, favorites is Lee Child. I would uh, um, sit down and read a, a Lee Child book uh, any moment and uh, looking at the bookcase behind me which is predominantly science fiction for some reason. Uh, it's everything from Asimov to Weber you know, with people like Modesset or uh, Cherith or whoever uh, in between. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I always find it interesting that yeah, reading is such an important part that almost everyone that I've interviewed, I always ask that question because I'm curious. That everyone's yeah, no one can give up the reading, even if it's just a little bit, you know, during the day. Everyone still reads. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I I read a book. I read a, something from a book every day. It yeah. might be a science fiction book. It might be a, a how to do this book. It might be training your dragon book, or it might be uh, Lee Child or. Uh, Mark Dawson or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I do the same thing too. I try to read this every day. Um, so, and so, how do you uh, interact with your readers? Are you active on Facebook and social media and all that good stuff? I'm, I'm not. I'm not that much of a Facebook operator in terms of communication with readers. I have a newsletter that I send out probably every three or four weeks and I get replies from readers as a result of, uh, of those and I I reply to the individual emails that come back so it's a uh, you know I get emails from people in uh, Adelaide in South Australia or in the Arctic Circle when I was complaining about having too much snow and it being too cold. <laughs> so some were saying, hey, if you think it's cold, come here. And the others were saying, hey, it's midsummer, uh, almost a, you know, 105 degrees, why don't you come here? So, you know, there's a lot of uh, reader interaction. There was an email I got a couple of minutes ago before we started talking and it was basically saying, uh, where is it? I enjoyed the Mark One book. Thank you for introducing me to your series. Yeah. So, you know, when you get emails like that, it uh, helps the motivation part. You know? Yeah, it's just amazing that uh, yeah, the people reaching out and, and and that they liked your work so much that they reached out to you. That's the, that's the coolest feeling in the world, it is. really. It, is. it certainly is. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, sometimes it's like you're writing in a vacuum, like, oh, is anybody even reading this? And then when you get that, it's like, all <laughs> oh, right, one person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of writers, I can't say all writers, but I think a lot of writers, you know, because they're writing in that vacuum, they finish something and they start to worry, is it any good? Mm -hmm. you know, will that work? Uh, will someone be interested in reading that? And uh, I did a promotion uh, at the end of January and had almost uh, 
what, 67,000 copies of Mark I downloaded. So, you know, people like the idea. They like the uh, how it presents, and hopefully uh, they're enjoying reading it. Yeah, that's just amazing. This is a blows by my mind. Sixty-seven. So, I mean, you have over almost seventy thousand people put, had downloaded your book. I mean, that's just amazing. That's like yep. that's like the population of a, of a town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of a small town. But that's of a small town. Yeah. Well, I was brought up in a town of twenty-five thousand. So you know, wow, so double your t- your hometown, <laughs> more than double. double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That's it. Uh, amazing. Um, okay, well, John, I'm not going to take too much more of your time here, uh, but is there anything else you'd like to tell uh, um, our listeners about uh, about writing or about your book series or anything? I suppose the only thing is to, to make a request, and I think every author has this request somewhere in their mind. When you read one of my books, if you like it, if you enjoy it, put a review on Amazon or Apple or wherever you bought the book. Even if you didn't like it, put a review there as well. It helps the author to understand what the readers are looking for and what they're enjoying. Okay, John. Well, thanks so so much for uh, joining us uh, on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for for asking me to be uh, one of your interview uh, people. Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. I'd like to ask you to please review and rate this uh, podcast over on iTunes. It really helps me get the word out. If you take a few seconds of your time to uh, do that, it would be much appreciated. You can also visit my website at thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for show notes on this episode, as well as information about the uh, podcast in general. And you can also sign up for my mailing list there. You'll be getting uh, special offers from our guests, as well as information, uh, behind the scenes information on the podcast. And uh, please do visit my author website at alanpeterson.com. I appreciate your support. And so until next episode, I will talk to you then.